So, time to time, recognize that it's useful to make uh, assessments, aspirations, assessments, and recollection. There's an ongoing uh, quality after we uh, begin the day or end the day, recollection. It gives the mind a certain territory, you know, that's where are we? Uh, We're in the field of the triple gem, we're in the field of karma. So remember, we're not in Kuala Lumpur or whatever date it is. Those are, you know, have a certain conventional reality to them. But in terms of what counts, we're in our karmic field, which is our sense of reactions, impulses, perceptions, um, attitudes, um, yeah, memories, um, bodily feelings, and being moved and by those in positive and probably negative ways, but meeting meeting that a karmic field. We're also in the field of the triple gem, which means we are aligning ourselves to uh, qualities of the Buddha, the Dhamma Sangha, and uh, really uh, making kind of careful effort to really... Um, into that, to let ourselves go into that, let the uh, some of our conventional world put it to one side. Uh, it's a chance to review it. How much of it you really want, needed, you know, uh, in terms of your job and so forth, uh, and your duties, conventional duties, and say, you know, it really taking this time to enter this realm. This realm with a triple gem, um, really letting yourself go into it. Mm. So there's the aspira. So recollecting that. So then we can review our plans and strategies and phobias and addictions and so on from a dispassionate perspective. This is karma. This is, you know. Uh, stuff that's there that can create new stuff. You, you know, old stuff is there, habits and so forth, and uh, we we can create lots of new stuff on that, or or not really new, but the same old thing. We can continue it, or we could just lean against it, or you know, be more detached about it, dispassionate towards it, uh, uh, impulses and. Do uh, likes and dislikes. This is the this is practice of sangha. You know, those who practice rightly, directly, straightly, directing you know, yourself in this way knowingly. And so it's good to assess. You know, like uh, what's the priorities in terms of direct experience. We have an idea. Realize Nibbana, or yeah, well, but actually, maybe the priority is just to work with this physical pain in my hip or something. <laughs> you know, realize Nibbana down there, first of all, or this nagging idea about myself that makes me feel guilty. Uh, work with that. So, you're getting the direct Sangha practice is pretty intimate and in your right there, you know, in you. Um, so it's not just uh, kind of lofty aspirations, but directly meeting the, where the stuff 
subjugates you, becomes you. Uh, this is Sangha. It's kind of humble in a way because it's so personal. And yet it's also through the personal we, you know, the personally intimate, the direct, we uh, review that from a more impersonal or transpersonal perspective. This is, you know, the, the, the called the Vedana, the feeling aggregate. You know, say so maybe my hip or my shoulder or whatever, but it's the feeling aggregate. So we review these, you know, personal intimate experiences but we can see then you just get a step back you know feeling is like this so you're translating you know your your personal karmic world into something where it's seen perhaps from a less uh, personal way it's still very subjective but instead of the historical why am I like this how can I be like that my body is this my mind is that my relationships are all this way and that way. Just well, no, yeah. then it's got history, isn't it? Past, present, future, and then it becomes indirect. Really, it's it's mentally synthesized into a into a reality that's very difficult to 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 deal with directly, because directly now there is this feeling, this perception, this mental activation, the mind is activated into some form of distress or longing or disappointment, you know, whatever it is. And say, well, no, what's really getting me? Yeah. Yeah. And assessing that. And assessing where is my refuge? Where is my place where I can, where there can be a stepping back from that and a finding some ground whereby we can approach that and meet these things that we uh, are coming at us, we may have to meet. Uh, yeah. This is Sangha practice. A lot of it, we don't really want to meet it. It's, it's the places where we're stuck or challenged. We don't really want to meet that. Yeah, and this is exactly the kind of what it takes you know, to really enter Sangha. The Sangha is those who are practicing well, the Aryan Sangha. It's not a conventional order, monks or nuns, it's the Aryan Sangha. And you take refuge in that because everyone who's practiced well has come this way through meeting what they don't want to meet. Uh, <laughs> You know, too often embarrassingly personal addictions, phobias, passions, depressions, anxieties, so forth, meeting oneself, you could say, one's self package. And then translating that from the self package where it becomes extremely difficult because as a self package, I'm like this, I'm always like that, I'm stuck with this, I've been in this for years. When am I ever be like that? Nobody else gets this. I'm the one who's this. I'm the mess. I'm the, you know, my life. And I've got this grumpy old husband. I got this rotten body or whatever. <laughs> and so then, yeah, then you're out of it. Really, you're back in the world of self, and there's no 
nirodha, no cessation in that. But it doesn't mean that we've got to be some imagined not self. Yeah. But subjective. The difference is that subjectivity is never an entity, it's a quality, not an entity, not a a notional three-dimensional person moving in time. Subjectivity is not an entity, it's a sense of presence and immediacy. And right at the point of things contacting and flaring and yeah, the being got, the being and responding from that place where the feeling touches, where the perception touches, yeah, where the perception of feeling, you know, perception of I can't manage or the perception of I'm bored or the perception of this goes on for such a long time. And these perceptions, impressions, if followed, if adopted, will certainly trigger these what are called sankara, which is the programs, the activities. That is, you know, because uh, you know, I've experienced myself like this, therefore da, da 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 I do this, that and the other. Therefore I can't do this, that and the other because I'm only this, that and that. Because you know, I'm 75 years old, let's face it, you know, it's too late now. <laughs> you know, my body's a wreck, I've got so much karma. And therefore, what, what, do you act, what do you activate from that? Kind of dogged, ho-hum, you know, put up with it attitude. Well, that's useless. You know, why sell yourself so short? Subjectivity is never 75 years old. It's always immediate. Yeah. It's never, you know, male or female or this out or the other. It's it's subjectivity is the immediate arising of chitta in presence. There's no age to that. And if you follow those perceptions of I am this, I am that, then those are perceptions, those are impressions, interpretations. Yeah. And they will take this old karma and they will take you into new karma, which fits with them. You'll still be the same old person with the same sense of, yeah, uh, yeah, limitation and trying to become something else and difficult bits. And let's be honest about it, I am a bit of a wreck, but um, try the best I can, all this kind of thing. Well, you know, you really like driving with a handbrake on. Yeah. So, so a sense of, I am Sangha, I can be Sangha, I can be that which practices well. There's nothing, you know, what I meet may be personal, particular, in its outward appearance, but everybody's meeting perception, feeling, karma formations, or mental formations, or activations, Sankara, everyone is meeting this. Every subjectivity meets this. This is what we got born into, the world of the aggregates. And then, okay, you know, then, right, you're going to enter this, really penetrate it, work with it, however silly it may be, however embarrassing it may be, you lean into it and find your sense of awareness of that, and then steadying, trying to feel the energy of that, the fluttering, giddy or spasming or sinking energy in the heart when you meet the difficulty. 
then just lean your, your body energies if you're just resting on that. Calming the mind, calming the heart by not, um, you know, pushing it forward, not pulling it back, by just resting on experiences happening that throbs and pulses, swings and sways, speaks and jabbers, mumbles and dithers, just steadying. Everyone comes this way. Everyone comes this way. Don't get phased by it. Can you feel your body? Anything that tells you you have a body, a hearness? Can you feel your life rhythm, your breathing? Anything that's feeling like that, energy throwing through the limbs, through the skin, um, you know, steadying, and the mental attitude, you know, goodwill, steadying, goodwill towards that. We don't really, not asking for it to change or become something else. We're saying, oh, I just want to apply because even with this, I begin to more place my subjectivity in the realm of the practice, practice in the realm of Sangha, in the realm of the Triple Gem. So I really more, if you can identify with anything, identify with that quality of awareness and correct application. This is my uh, rights, my privilege is to be able to you know, stand in the presence of this and not panic, not proliferate. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's something that whether this changes, comes or goes, or whatever it tells me or whatever, that I can't predict. But I can say I can stand clearly or I can try to stand more clearly in the presence of and breathing in, breathing out and feeling that groundedness. Yeah. Don't concern yourself you know, with th- getting things to shift and change or give you insights. Yeah. You have to let go of that. And then they will start then. It can be the case indeed that you suddenly get realization comes from somewhere where you weren't expecting it. This is a recollection of this is the way of Sangha, this is the way of direct practice. And uh, so you see this sense of assessment. So we're assessing rather than judging. Judging tends to be, well, I am this, I am that, I wish I was this, and you try to uh, get a more positive judgment. But really it's not about judging yourself, it's about assessing where is the suffering? <laughs> Where is the stress point? Where is the bit that, that can be reached right now? Yeah. Right now, where is the bit that can be reached? If it's just sleepiness? You know, maybe you want to reach the bit we're dealing with refined sensations, but actually you're just actually dealing with feeling sleepy or stiff. So, you know, get to the point. 
and assessing, you know, the dukkha, stress, pressure, you know, resistance, longing, wanting something we don't have, not wanting what we do have, association with what we feel challenged by. Yeah. Yeah. Just, this is so recollection as you sit, you sit and you open up. It's like, what's here today? You find your refuge, you enter the field of the triple gem, offering yourself to that, opening to that, ritually in entering it, chanting it, bowing to it, okay, I'm ready for this. And then, what's here? Find your refuge place. Um, So refuge, obviously the triple gem is a refuge, at least as as a heart tone, the loving, the steady, the truthful, the awakened, the heart tone of that, we rise up to that, to, you know, rise to, to that quality, which is something we can at least touch with our hearts, and then find the refuge in your body, groundedness, presence, you know, and then meeting what arises. Uh, and you learn as you have, uh, as you do cultivate and have cultivated, you know, the, the, the basic skills, mindfulness, clear attention, um, appropriate attention. First kind of attention is to attend to where your strengths are, where your ease is, where your humor is, where your resources are. So attend to that. So get get yourself fed and nourished with where your refuges are. Give careful attention to that. Don't let yourself get pulled into the struggle until you're a little bit prepared for it. So you calm, you steady, you walk up and down, you brighten your mind, you know. you attend to where you feel welcomed, uh, accepted, um, present. You have every right to be here. And then you can, from there, you can then begin to assess or check. You know, this is where the sense of, you know, something wrong with me. I'm not okay. People don't like me. I'm um, this, that, and the other thing goes on. And then penetrate that perception, habitual perception. And, you know, there are definitely the causes and conditions for that. You know, we all have history, cast karma, that's the condition. But everybody, if you enter this realm of conditionality, conventional reality, that's the condition. You know, that's the basic condition. The causes are the active ingredients that arise from that basic condition. So being conditioned to being a human being, being born in a human realm, there are certain skill positive conditions with that and certain problematic conditions. We are the people who are experience separation. We are the people, beings who experience being liked and disliked by others. We are the beings who experience sense of having to 
compete or make things happen. We're the beings who experience various kinds of abuse and maybe even do abuse to others. So all this, some of it's the actions of others, some of the things we've done, these are all the condition, this is what you're in really. Nobody gets through this without all this, some of this going on. The causes are the particular trigger points that arise from that fundamental condition which the mind almost seems to seek. Oh, and then it gets active again. The memory comes up. I am, and you get the little memory. So that becomes the, the spark out of this potential. And then, you, then you get activated. This is how this works. This karma keeps going on. Yeah, and it gets very personal. Then we come down to the conditionality. This is what it's like being human. This is the place where awakening occurs. The primary, the most optimal place for awakening, human human condition. Because it's not comfortable enough to really doze off in it. It's not so miserable that you can't actually get any sense of refuge. (laughs) It's somewhere in the middle. (laughs) So we find where's the the balances and where's the, you know, flashpoints and you bring them together. Don't ever let the well try to recognize when you're getting into overwhelm, it's just all flashpoints, all flashpoints, there's no refuge place, you need to back off. Yeah. Open your eyes, move around. Yeah. Deliberately bring something else into your awareness. So we're not just constantly flooded. And then making a determined uh, as- effort or application. Yeah. Every, t- every time you make an application, you're repelling the ignorance and the collapse. Of, of the mind, collapse of the heart. You're standing it up. And there is already as good karma, good fruit, just to stand up. Yeah. This is perhaps the most significant thing we at least aspire is the arising of that. Without that, nothing else is going to happen. You could say it's the most important thing. If you do stand up, if you do stand against, if you still wake up to, for sure, your mind's going to fumble around and check this and that and this and that, and it's going to find the ways. So it's our you know, primary duty of every day is to at least you know, stand up, rise up, wake up, enter the field. If you enter the field, you must, eventually you're going to work your way through things. As long as you stay in that, you're going to work your way through things. It's not, but if you don't enter the field, then it's going to be a long haul, probably going nowhere useful. Significance then of assessment, aspiration, recollection, as a necessary prologue to our direct application.
So find your foundation and the next um, 30 minutes or so, uh, walking, standing, uh, sitting. You want to go to the back and do a few qigong moves. Just uh, whatever it takes to get you here and to bring up your resources.
So in the uh, coming into the closing um, minutes time, um, so this is not a kind of a, a knee-jerk thing, but uh, recognize you've been opening things up or exploring and, yeah, and just uh, feeling your way back, come back to the, you want to come back to sitting, standing, taking your time and gradually returning to, uh, orienting to a sense of a group. group field Just allowing the perception of entering into a group, and um, just to you know check the proliferation of that. It's not uh, names and numbers, a sense of you know what you even what your body senses. Very uh, primary, early sense could say it's before even people it's aware of the presence of others and a pre-personal something that you belong to or are in that receives it's um, an experience that you know 
So everyone becomes um, personalized and differentiated with friends and people we're not so friendly with, with or comparisons and so forth. A lot of agitation and movement occurs around that me and others. It's really helpful if we can just kind of, you could say, descend or return to something much more basic. Just a sense of, you know, bodies sharing the breath, sharing the air, sharing the space, all breathing the same air, sharing the same space before our mental differentiations begin. Sharing the stillness, sharing in that. Before the differentiations begin, the names and faces, sharing the aspiration, uh, and inclining our hearts, our responsiveness to um, goodwill, compassion, generosity of heart.
Just gently sending that forth. Also being willing to receive. I can be seen with a generous heart by others in this Sangha body. My suffering and anguish and disappointment and so forth can be experienced with compassion rather than contempt. degree of well-being, others will appreciate that, be uplifted by that, just allowing oneself to even deliberately recollect this, and, you know, just check the resistances to these recollections, allow yourself to dwell in that potential rather than dwell in the potential of you know being on guard or indifferent allow oneself to be welcomed Mm. 